Checking up on Tokyo, I'm Nicole Bennett with the latest Around the Rings podcast. Today I'm speaking with Around the Rings editor Ed Hula, who's been in Tokyo, Japan, the past couple of days, home of course to the 2020 Olympics. So Ed, what's the latest for these games that are still six years away? Well, right now it's a uh, it's a scramble, if you will, to finish up a top-to-bottom review of the venues planned for the 2020 Olympics. After Tokyo won the Games in 2013, the government promptly announced that it wanted to do a, a real close look at all of the venues planned for Tokyo and see what could be, well, done differently, more efficiently, more economically, more sustainably. And uh, it, could, it could result in some, some changes. The IOC is coming next week for a regularly scheduled project review these IOC members and staff members uh, are counting on Tokyo to have figured out where it would like to make any venue changes that, uh, that, it, that it's planning. So you mentioned there will be changes for the Olympic sport venues then? Well, quite possibly. Uh, for example, basketball is the most famous example of that. Instead of a new arena being built in, in Tokyo, the plan would be to move the sport with all of the NBA stars and the world's top basketball players to the city of Saitama, which is about an hour west of Tokyo, but it's got a a dome stadium there that was built for the 2006 Basketball World Championships, and it's it's a way for the Olympic organizers here to come up with a high-class stadium without having to spend a lot of money. Uh, rowing, another venue that's going to cost them a lot of money to have close to the center of Tokyo. But if they move it also to Saitama, where there is an existing rowing course, one used from the 1964 Olympics, as a matter of fact, the 50th anniversary just celebrated here in, in Tokyo. So it looks like not everything will change, but a number of venues will will likely want to be changed by the organizing committee, and they have to work very closely with the international sports federations to make sure everybody's on board and and accepting of these changes. Is there any long-term significance in these changes? Well, usually the IOC expects a city to make a, a venue change or two right after it wins the games. But this is a wholesale review of the venues like Everything that you voted for is thrown out the window. But, but the IOC is very carefully looking at the way that it works with host cities. And that's part of the Olympic Agenda 2020 process we've talked a lot about here at Around the Rings. And included in these reforms, changes being proposed by the IOC, is a way for the IOC to be more flexible to a city, more understanding about making the Olympics fit a city rather than taking a city and trying to make it fit with all the demands of the Olympics. So more flexibility, more, well, more room to give on the part of the IOC and the international federations could be coming out of this Tokyo experience that's used for the 2024 and subsequent Olympic Games where the IOC listens to what the city can do, what the city can offer, and everybody works together to you know, make the most of the situation and not try to do too much. 
Now, marketing activities are about to get underway for Tokyo 2020. What can we expect from those? Well, the, uh, the, the situation there is they're waiting for the signature of what's called the Master Marketing Agreement. It's a legal document that runs dozens of pages long between the organizing committee and the IOC that spells out how marketing matters will be dealt with by the IOC and by Tokyo 2020. Marketing for Tokyo 2020, the organizing committee, means raising about $1.5 billion to help pay for the games. And that's from national sponsors in the categories such as automobiles, banking, telecommunications. And those will go up for sale sometime in the coming year. And uh, Japan is, a, uh, we're told, going to be a good market for national sponsorships. They're expecting to raise about $150 million from 15 top-tier sponsors and perhaps as many as 60 other smaller-scale sponsors by the time the games get underway. So it's a very significant and a very, very active marketing program that's about to start as soon as this document is signed, which I'm told is going to come any day. And you visited the 1964 Olympic Stadium, right? Yeah, a little bit of... Uh, uh, I guess a, a goodbye to that stadium. Of course, I've never been to it for the Olympics, but I remember seeing it on TV when I was a child. Is one of the first Olympics I paid any attention to. But the 1964 Olympic Stadium is going to be demolished in a few months already. It's behind gates. Everything has been taken out, and uh, offices that were there are now vacant and, and deserted. Nobody will pass through the uh, gates of the stadium anymore. And uh, soon, as I say, it's going to be torn down and replaced by a, a billion-plus dollar new stadium, first to be used for the Rugby World Cup in 2019, and then go on to serve as the Olympic Stadium in 2020. All that work's supposed to be happening within the next, uh, start within the next few months. I know we have other podcasts coming up this week. You want to give our listeners a preview of what to expect? Yeah, we're in Asia, I guess, this week. Ed Hula III will be filing from Jeju, South Korea, where AIBA, the Boxing Federation, is holding its General Assembly and uh, talking a lot about their move towards uh, the professional ranks in AIBA, professional boxing, as part of the uh, competitions under the AIBA umbrella. And then back in, uh, in Thailand... Remaining is Brian Pinelli, who will be reporting for Around the Rings from the Asian Beach Games coming up in Phuket, Thailand. Well, thank you for speaking with me today. That was Around the Rings editor Ed Hula, who's been in Tokyo this week, checking in on the city's road to the 2020 Summer Olympics. Be sure to check into Around the Rings online on Facebook and Twitter for more coverage, of course, on the Olympic movement and the podcast we just mentioned. Again, this is Nicole Bennett. Thanks for listening.